This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit If you are working on getting healthier, losing weight, improving your fitness, whatever it is, but you have this feeling that you should be getting better results... You're just not sure what you might be doing wrong. Well, I want to tell you, you are not alone. And that is the very reason why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways You're Wrecking Your Weight Loss, so that you can take a look at five of the most common reasons I see that people aren't getting the results that they deserve for all their hard work. Just five really quick fixes that can get you headed toward the results that you want. Check it out. You can download it by going to beginwithin.fit, clicking on the ebook button, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Check out my book. Let me know what you think. My guest today is Allison Blod. She is a nutritional therapist with over 30 years of specializing in menopausal women's health. She has her own online clinic where she helps to support her clients in managing the negative symptoms of menopause. So I, I'm really excited about this interview. Um, I am not, as you may have guessed, I am not an expert on menopause by any stretch of the imagination. And I will tell Allison that. I told her that actually when we um, started off before we started recording. I think you're going to hear me tell her that during the interview that uh, I want to apologize ahead of time for putting my foot in my mouth and maybe just for not being as um, knowledgeable as, as I should be. And the crazy thing is th- that I have worked with so many clients over the years who have questions about weight gain in midlife and the change in their metabolism during menopause and um, what do they do with with this belly fat after they've gone through menopause? Where did it come from? What's going on with my weight gain? All these questions and um, over the years, of course, I have been able to support so many different individuals in um, pursuing health and wellness and weight loss during that time of life. And we've been really successful. But I think after talking with Allison, I will be even better equipped to help others. And of course, now I have this amazing resource in Allison Blod herself as uh, this is what she specializes in. So we, we're going to pick her brain a little bit today about all of these topics. And here are a few things that I really want you to listen 
carefully for. I'm going to prepare your mind right now for some of the things that I believe are the most important pieces of my conversation with Allison today. First of all, we are going to talk about hunger hormones. So listen closely for that. Um, and I, I don't really, I won't say first of all, we're going we're gonna to cover that kind of throughout our conversation. So um, these aren't in any particular order, but I want you to listen carefully for hunger hormones and understanding a little bit about how they work, how they work for all of us, and in particular, what starts to happen to them during menopause, how, how things start to change when it comes to those hunger hormones. And we'll talk about metabolic changes as well in the way your body uses energy during that time. So listen for that. Hunger hormones, we're going to talk about that. We're going to spend tons of time talking about the effect of stress on results. So you're going to hear a lot about that, but definitely listen carefully because this was the eye-opening piece of my conversation with Allison, the thing that really helped to change change my thinking when it comes to the the path forward for myself and I hope for you as you're working on improving your health regardless of where you're at in life, uh, regardless if you're someone who is going to go through menopause or someone who already has, um, this is going to benefit you for sure because it did for me. I know right after I had the interview with Allison, I um, met Amanda in the kitchen. We were um, She was making some breakfast and I right away, like, I, I, I can't not tell you about this. I got to talk about this with you. So we started talking about stress and some of the things that I learned from Allison. So I know that you're going to enjoy um, what you learn with regard to stress. And then finally, ways to manage stress. That's kind of the third thing I want you to listen for. Obviously, closely connected to stress, but um, ways to better manage stress. Listen to the experts. Of course, we talk about why it's important, but then how to do it, what to actually do. And that is where I'm going to leave you right now for this little intro. Here's my interview with Allison Blod. My journey, really, it, it, and the reason that I came into working in, in women's health uh, started really in my teenage years uh, because I had developed very bad skin. I had acne as a teenager, and it was an area that, you know, it, it was hormone, you know, puberty, hormones, etc. Mm-hmm. And it was an area that, you know, I felt really lost and, you know, you lose your confidence, et cetera, when, you, when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And that was the first stage of me getting really interested in, in, in hormones and, you know, what is going on in my body. And then I um, became an esthetician initially. So then I was working specifically with uh, women's skin that had hormonal problems, whether it was puberty or during perimenopause and menopause. And that menopausal clientele really were struggling because there wasn't help out there to help them with these these skin Mm. issues women can in later life develop acne and skin problems so I worked as an esthetician I very soon became to realize that it's not you can't just put products on the outside you really have to work from the inside so that's when I went back to university to uh, study to train to be a nutritional therapist and studied nutritional science and, and ever since then, I've been working in, um, you know, on a one-to-one basis with with 
clients, female clients that are going through this midlife menopausal time uh, frame in their life. So I'm, I am very passionate about helping these women because it is a, an area that we don't talk about enough. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've seen yeah. through my clinical experience, I've seen, you know, how you can really work with these people using nutrition, lifestyle and mindset and really, you know, turning people's lives around. Uh, so so that's really like the, the short version of my journey. Mm. I am. Um, I, I love cooking. My mother was a professional chef. So, you know, I was in the kitchen as soon as I could walk. So, you know, I'm very privileged that I had that experience because I just very love making food and and using you know raw fresh ingredients to, to make food so really I'm also very passionate about food and what we eat and you know with the nutritional therapy side it's it's a great combination yeah that makes a lot it makes a lot of sense and I, actually my my wife and I um we talk about that a lot especially with the skin what you mentioned is you know we we'll see like commercials and advertisements for all the things that you can put on it to get it to look the way you want. Right. And the, I, I think it's so interesting that there isn't more, uh, more work being done around the fact that it's more of a, a reflection of something that happened, you know, days ago, maybe even nutritionally or what, you know, like you said, it's coming from, from within. So I think it's such a good example for what we're, we talk about here so often on the begin within podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's so you see in someone's skin, don't you? If, if they're, if they're, you know, that, that glow, that healthy look in the skin really portrays someone's lifestyle and what they're doing and what they're eating and, and how healthy they are. You really do see in the skin. So it's, yeah, it is, it's crucial what you put in your body reflects on your skin. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll, Let's talk about menopause. Let's dive right in. I said before we started recording, I'll probably put my foot in my mouth and <laughs> say some things wrong. I'm 40 years old. My wife is younger than me, so that's still in our future. So I, I will um, probably need to be corrected at some point in our conversation. Please do. Um, what, as you work with um, the clients that you work with, and I understand that's primarily the age group that, that you're serving. What are some of the, the biggest challenges that they're dealing with when it comes to wellness, when it comes to health? Um, what are the things that are frustrating them? What are their, their pain points? What do, what do you see, Allison? Yeah, I think that there's, I mean, when you come into perimenopause, which is the first stage of menopause, and that can start at the age of 45, uh, there's many, many, you know, there's there's over 40 different symptoms that you can start. They, they gradually just creep up on you. But one of the the things that I see with, with a lot of clients that I work with is, is weight gain. That That is is a big thing. And that tends to come around the middle area, around the abdomen area. Uh, hot flashes, th that is an area as well that a lot of people suffer with. And, and that kind of triggers off, you know, the night sweats. And then you, you go into like a vicious circle because you're waking up at night with night sweats. You know, you're not sleeping properly. So it, it, it has this horrible effect on your life because you become tired, you become irritable. Uh, and then, then also the like brain fog, uh, lack of concentration, uh, mood swings, you know, irritability. You know, you, you 
can be a very calm person, but all of a sudden when your estrogen and progesterone levels and testosterone levels start to, you know, it, during perimenopause, it's a bit like a roller coaster. They, they can be up and down and all over the place. So you can get really irritable for, for really no reason uh, whatsoever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in perimenopause myself now and, you know, I'm, I am like to think that I'm quite a calm, level-headed person, but I just find myself, you know, being irritated of really, really stupid things like my husband drinking a cup of tea. You can think, you know, that it, you could just get really cross about it. And it's it's fascinating, really, because it is the the hormonal levels that, that trigger that off. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So once you get triggered, you're just like, oh, that was that was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so what um, what are. I guess what role does nutrition play in, in those changes? Actually, maybe let me rewind if you don't mind when it comes to the weight gain you mentioned. And I think, you know, the, the individuals I've worked with over the years from, um, from midlife, midlife women, that's, that's what we hear as well. So where is that? What, what all of a sudden happens that, that, that starts taking place. Um, cause I think that's one of the questions I hear, like, why is this happening? What's going on? Um, what are the mechanisms behind that? Yeah, that, that's a great question because there's so many different aspects to it. And when we look at research, we still, we still don't really understand fully why this is, but there's, there's many different uh, aspects or many different things that are happening in the body with, with the declining hormones. So, you know, you really need to look at it from all these different aspects because people are very individual. Mm. Uh, one thing that happens when our estrogen levels decline, it has an effect on our metabolism, like our metabolic, there's metabolic changes that happen. Uh, estrogen helps with gut integrity. So it can affect the microbiome, like the gut bacteria. So you can digest foods maybe differently. You can get constipation. Um, so there's that aspect. And the fact that the metabolism slows down, which really is, okay, estrogen has an effect on that, but it is also a natural aging. You know, that happens with age that, that you know, we can't eat the same amount of food that we ate when we were 20, when we're 50 you know, our body doesn't metabolize it the same. We don't actually need the same amount of, of energy. Obviously, obviously that varies. If you're an athlete, then, you know, that, that, that would be different if you're, even if you're, you know, older. So that area, you know, you need to look at thyroid health. Uh, there's a, you see with, in studies that thyroid health in women deteriorates when we go into perimenopause and menopause. And the thyroid gland, which sits at the base of your neck, it is kind of like the motor of your body. And this has the thyroid hormones have an effect on your metabolism. And it can, it can slow down uh, during menopause. Uh, and this has an effect on weight. Okay. That, okay. That's it. And it can also get forgotten, that thyroid thing, because the, the symptoms of, of what we call hypothyroidism, which is a, a slowing down of the thyroid gland, it's not producing the hormones, are very similar to menopausal symptoms. So that can sometimes, you know, get forgotten. Uh, stress is a huge, huge part of weight loss. I mean, it, okay. it really is. What, what I say to my clients is when they first come to me, majority of my clients are overwhelmed 
they're stressed. You know, the first thing that you need to look at and take care of is, is to manage your stress. Because mm. when you're releasing stress hormones, uh, cortisol is one of them, it's virtually impossible to lose weight because cortisol is actually what we call a fat storing hormone. So if you're in that chronic stressed state, even if you're trying to lose weight, it, it's just very, very difficult. So you you need to find stress management uh, ways that suit you and, and you can fit into your life to really, you know, get those stress levels down to help balance the, the stress hormones. And also blood sugar management is, is key in weight management, because if you're constantly eating sugary processed foods, when your blood sugar is being shot up all the time, it's it's the same that the hormone that regulates your blood sugar is called insulin. And if you're constantly having insulin in, in your system, it's very hard to lose weight. Again, it's a fat storing hormone. So there, there's so many. One, one, I mean, there's lo loads of things you could talk about with weight gain. But another thing that, that I find really interesting is estrogen has an effect on our hunger hormones. And, and the hunger hormones, there's one called leptin, there's one called ghrelin. And leptin is a hormone that when we, when we eat and when we've eaten enough, it actually gives you that it's a satiety hormone. So it will say, you know, it'll be released and it will say, you know, now you've eaten enough, now you're satisfied, now you can stop eating. Whereas ghrelin is the opposite. Ghrelin is, the, you know, makes your stomach growl when you're hungry. It makes you think, oh, now I need to eat. And what happens when estrogen levels start to, you know, decline or, or go up and down, it can, you know, have an effect on these hunger hormones. So it can stimulate your hunger and maybe not, you you won't feel as satisfied. So you'll just carry on eating. Uh, and estrogen in itself is, is a uh, hunger suppressant. Because a lot of my clients say to me, I just can't stop. I'm never, I just eat all the time. I'm never satisfied. So, you know, that that's an aspect to it as well. So there's so many different areas when it comes to weight gain. And I think, you know, you really need to work with somebody and find out what the issue could be and, you know, just work on that with, with long-term lifestyle changes. Crash diets and, you know, fad diets don't work long-term. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the point you made about stress. And I, I, what I liked about what you said was that it's the first thing to give attention to. Is it, is it, is that really the case? Like from your perspective, as you're working with somebody that it's like right away, right. Let's talk about stress because I think if someone, if I, I can imagine if I came to you, I would be like, I'm going to hear about calories. I'm going to hear about veggies. And you're, you're saying, you, I'm going to hear about stress. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, if someone comes to me specifically with their weight loss goal, yeah, then I would absolutely talk about stress first. Because even, you know, when you work as a nutritional therapist, I work in with the functional medicine model where you really look at the whole body. Yeah. You know, to, to be able to lose weight, I could, of course, give you this wonderful meal plan and, and tell you, you know, what you should be eating and everything. But if you're constantly stressed, it's not going to have the, the effect because you, you your body won't be processing those foods in the correct way. So stress first and then blood sugar balance, really getting that those insulin levels uh, down. So, you know, you, you're not, again, storing fat. Okay. And it's also very, very interesting how, you know, when a woman goes into 
when you've gone through menopause and you're in post-menopause, which is the stage, you know, afterwards, your body does produce a very small amount of estrogen from your adrenal glands and they, they sit on top of your kidneys because you, it, your body knows that you need a little bit of estrogen to keep healthy. And what happens when you're constantly stressed, your body will always prioritize stress hormones like cortisol. So if you're constantly stressed, your, your adrenal glands are going to be saying, OK, I'm going to produce stress hormones and that the estrogen will be put on the back burner. So you won't be producing these uh, estrogens that you need. So, I mean, it's all it just so all interlinked, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I go back to kind of where you started. Talk, you talked about sleep and how that can be affected. And um, I'm I mean, I from what I know, I know that affects our our dealing with stress as well, right? Our ability to recover from it. Um, so I guess my, my next question for you then is with regard to stress, what might be some of the best ways that people can begin to deal, I don't, I don't want to say deal better with it or just um, handle stress? How, how do we, how do we correct it? Yeah, that it again, it's very individual. It's a difficult one because we all lead such busy lives. So we've all so busy and focused and working. And you have to do what I say. You have to do like a stress audit. You know, you have to realize that you're stressed and it is being detrimental to your health because you're the only person that can actually do that. You know, it's all very well saying, oh, my busy, I haven't got time. But when you become so stressed or you become ill, then you will have to make time for stress management. And, I, I you know, it has to be realistic. A lot of if I said to some of my clients, you've got to do, do an hour's yoga and you're going to go and meditate for an hour a day. They just laugh because it's just not realistic in people's lives. But doing, you know, something that I really, really love is breathing, like breathing exercises. So if, if you can feel that you're becoming maybe a bit anxious or overwhelmed, do some deep breathing. Deep breathing is really underestimating the power that it has to de-stress us because it's actually virtually impossible to become stressed if you're breathing deeply because it sends a signal to your body that everything's okay. So it, does, it won't produce the stress hormones. So breathing exercises, just taking time out doing something that you like doing, whether it's going for a 10 minute walk, sitting outside, just staring out the window with a cup of tea. It doesn't have to be huge, big things. Just time out for yourself and doing something that you enjoy doing and, and making time. That's, that's the crucial thing, isn't it? It's making time. I mean, scheduling it in your agenda. You know, you haven't got time, 10 minutes, Give me 10 minutes a day for stress relief if you haven't got time. Now, having a nice uh, hot bath with Epsom salts or, you know, just lying down outside, whatever. I mean, if you can do yoga and meditation, they're great because they are fantastic for stress relief. But I find the majority of people I work with don't have that amount of time. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It has to be realistic. I love the timeout, timeout for yourself. Um, because I, th I think at least for the, the people that I, I'm talking to so often, they're like, well, if I have time, I'm going to, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go beat myself up. 
right? I'm going to burn calories. And um, that could just be creating more of a problem with hormones, cortisol, stress, putting more stress on our body when what we maybe need more is time out just for ourselves. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. You know, it's 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 not. It, of course, exercise is fantastic, and it's a really important issue. You know, thing that you should absolutely do when you're going through menopause, but in the right amount, in moderation. There should be a balance with that. That that you're not causing, like you say, you know, it can cause added stress if you if you're really working out too hard. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing those. I think some of those stress management techniques I know are going to be, they're going to be huge for, for our listeners. I mean, regardless of where they're at in their life, that's, that's, that is huge. That's affecting us all. And the priority of dealing with it that you, that you talked about, I think is, is so great. Um, and I, I think what I heard too, and I I'll, maybe I'll talk about this, you know, in the, the outro to this episode is the idea of being more aware of be more aware of it. I think you use the phrase of stress audit and maybe just being able to do a better job of checking in with ourselves, like developing the skill of noticing when we're feeling stressed. I think that there's a lot of us running around that probably don't even realize how far we are on the stress side of the spectrum. Do you find that to be the case? That yeah, just being aware is huge? Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, we, we just carry on, don't we? We carry on and carry on. And the time that you stop is when you become, like, so stressed or you become ill through stress. So, you know, you have to give yourself the time and allow yourself to do stress management activities and, and really realize, you know, everyone's got a to-do list and this to-do list is like never ending. And your to-do list actually is never going to be done, is it? Because you add to it all the time. I think you just have to prioritize yourself and accept the fact that you maybe do have loads of things to do, but you want to do them to your best ability. And being able to do that means that you have to look after yourself and have that, that time. I mean, I tend to take Sundays Sundays is, is my day where I don't work I don't look at my emails or you know do anything on social media or anything just to to be with your family or be outside or whatever so I think that's really important also to switch off and you know get away from you know all technology and and uh, social media and everything it's really really important to have that time nice that's a great that's a great tip too um, I'm curious from your perspective, and maybe it's something we already talked about, but if somebody's listening, especially you're, they're in midlife, menopause uh, is, a, is a real factor for them. Um, what would you recommend as the best first step when it comes to working on their health? Yeah, that <laughs> that's a difficult one because there's so many things. But I think for somebody that really wants to take that first step to improving their health and the menopausal health, you know, stress management obviously is key, which we spoke about. But I, I think another key thing, and, and this has been shown in research, is to really eat whole foods in balance and, and get rid of all the processed, sugary refined foods i mean it's it's been shown that mediterranean style diet which you know people say well what's that i don't live 
I don't live near the Mediterranean, but it's not. It's just a, it's just a style of eating where you really eat whole foods in balance. You know, you're eating nutritious food rather than something that comes from a packet with 30, 40 different ingredients that, that really is quite toxic to the body. You know, fish, white meats, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, all your lovely healthy fats like olive oil, uh, avocados, uh, olives butter you know that it's it doesn't have to be difficult it's just really making the decision that you are not going to eat all that horrible refined processed foods that that is really is causing the the health problems in the world today i can get very passionate about that <laughs> toxic food environments it's just terrible for our health yeah so start focusing on whole foods working on limiting or eliminating processed foods especially with added sugars um and then managing stress awesome cool yeah because that has been been shown in in research to you know if you get rid of all those sugary foods that that, that your experience of menopause may be better you know things like hot flashes mm -hmm. etc it doesn't okay. benefit you eating sugary foods really well good um, what's the best way for someone to connect with you to follow your work, Alison? Yeah, the, the best, the easiest way is, is via my website, which is uh, www.alisonblard.com. Um, on the, my website, I've got a resources page where there's lots of uh, meal plan downloads and Mediterranean style meal plans and recipes. So that's a good resource if anyone wants that. And then I'm out on all the normal social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and it's Alison Blood or Alison Blood Nutrition. So, so that awesome. that's awesome. I'm easy to find. Okay, awesome. I will we'll make sure that there's links for people to find in the show notes as well. Alison Blood, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. All right. I told you it was going to be an awesome interview. And I told you that you were going to hear a lot about stress and that hopefully it would change your thinking the way that it did for me. I love the fact that Allison was so open about the priorities that she has to cover with, with most of the clients that she works with. And it starts for so many. Of course, we understand everybody's different. You and I are different. We're all different. But we're just talking about the common threads, right? The patterns that she sees in in her clients, the patterns that exist in, in the world that we live in right now. And stress is a huge part of life. And so managing stress, if we're going to be healthier versions of ourselves, managing stress has to be a focus of each of us in order for us to to achieve the health, the fitness, the weight loss, the goals that we have in order to be healthier versions of ourselves. We have to give attention to managing stress. So much so that for Allison, it's priority number one for lots of her clients, followed by then food choices that help to regulate insulin and blood sugar. So um, definitely we've talked about insulin, blood sugar, and, and the importance there with so many of our guests. And of course, we talked about stress before, but I don't think ever before I saw so clearly how important it is to give attention to how you and I are managing, managing stress. 
And it starts with what we talked about, and that is awareness. She talked about doing a stress audit for, for yourself, doing a stress audit, just checking in on stress levels. How am I doing managing stress? How might stress be affecting my health? And of course, I know so many are here listening because they want, they want weight loss. They want to lose weight. Well, guess what? We have to pay attention to stress in order to make that happen. Our bodies are not going to cooperate. We're not going to get the results that we want if there is a high level of unmanaged stress going on inside of us. So it starts with the stress audit, right? Being aware of what is happening inside of us. And I think, as you heard me mention in the interview, I think that is that is the missing piece for so many people. And it goes, it goes back to emotional intelligence. Maybe down the line we'll do an episode on just emotional intelligence and the aspects of that. But it goes back to self-awareness, understanding and being able to recognize emotions, which of course we know, and we talk about these chemicals, right? Cortisol, for example, hormones that run, you know, run through our bodies and, and they serve a very valuable purpose. But if they are unmanaged and um, get out of balance, then they're going to cause us some negative uh, health results. And so we have to give attention to to those. But again, it starts with awareness. It starts with being able to audit. So what I would invite you to do after hearing this episode as someone who wants to begin within, tune in. Tune into stress. Tune into yourself and think about, feel how you're doing when it comes to managing stress. And if I think one way that we know if if stress might be really playing a bigger factor than we're aware is maybe the answer to this question. What are you doing to manage stress? What, what have you been doing to manage it? And if the answer is, I'm not sure, or I haven't been doing anything, then chances are stress is negatively impacting you. Uh, I think that we're all we're all in agreement that it's an issue and it's something that we need to take steps to manage on a regular basis. So that that's my question. That's what I want to leave you with. What are you doing on a weekly and probably even more appropriately a daily basis in order to manage stress? And we heard about taking a time out. We talked about, you know, really investing time in in taking a time out to manage stress. It's not about beating ourselves up, you know, in the gym or in your, you know, your garage wherever you want, want to work out. Now I have some extra time. I'm going to go beat myself up. I'm going to give my body more stress. Yes, exercise is important. But maybe No, not maybe. We learned today. Even more important is is managing stress, finding a few minutes to do something that helps us to calm down, to chill out, to take a little bit of a time out for yourself and having it in your schedule. So maybe that's the question. Is stress management 
in your schedule? Is it part of your daily schedule? If it's not, let's all commit to putting it in there and getting to work on this really important part of our health. What I'd love for you to do is shoot me a message on Instagram. I know I'm connected with so many of you there. Send me a, a message on Instagram and let me know how you're doing with managing stress. Let me know where in your day you are scheduling your regular stress management and what that routine looks like for you. Is it taking a walk? Is it staring out the window with a cup of coffee or tea? Is it um, just breathing? Just taking five minutes to focus on breathing and relaxing? Um, Is it doing some really constructive reading on a topic that benefits you? Um, What might it be? What's your time out? When is it? And what are you doing during that time? I want to know about it. And by sending me that, that message, you can commit to taking that step. So take a look at your calendar right now. I want to invite you to do that and schedule schedule a repeating appointment with yourself for a timeout. How does that sound? Maybe you haven't had a timeout for a long time. This is a good timeout. This is a timeout that's an investment in yourself. This is a timeout that is going to make you better. This is time that you are investing in being better at all the other stuff that might be on your calendar for later today or for tomorrow and the next day. This is an investment that is going to make those things easier to deal with, make you better as you face them. And this is an investment in, just like we talked about today, better health, becoming a better version of yourself, and getting the results that that you want along with it. I hope that you really enjoy this podcast. I know I enjoyed this conversation today with Allison Blod. Links are in the show notes for you guys to connect with her, to check out her resources. And if you'd be so kind, if you haven't done so already, please rate and review this show in your podcast player. And if you know somebody who is working on improving health and they want they want to know what really matters, what's really going to help them, then please send them this episode. Share this with them. Tell them about the time out that you're going to start taking and encourage them to do the same. I want to thank you so much for being here with me on the Begin Within podcast. I will talk to you very soon. 